Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or wherever you are. Welcome back to the Milk Road Podcast. Uh, I'm very happy to be here today with Hazel, who is uh, created Seed Lab in Tasmania. And I'd like to ask Hazel if she could introduce herself and tell us a little bit about Seed Lab. Thanks, Adam. Um, well, th- we have a running joke in Seed Lab that we always start with. Well, I'm Dr. Hazel McTavish West, and I'm the founder of Seed Lab Tasmania. So, okay, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Seed Lab Tasmania is a, a program and a community of people who are connected up to create businesses that are resilient and can grow for the future, and specifically in agri-food. Mm. And statewide. And you started in Tasmania. Absolutely. We started two, well, we actually started two and a half years ago. The program ran for the last two years, 2020 and 2021. And we've worked with over 100 businesses right across the state, helping businesses start a business, scale a business and grow their business. Mm. And uh, what motivated you to start this journey? Because if you hadn't started this, where would those 100 businesses be do you think well what it arose from was a very very big and I'm going to stick with your word journey that I was on which was my Churchill Fellowship in 2018 I did read about that and how you looked at that as an inflection point it was huge because I've been a self-employed consultant since 2003 in the UK and here in Australia And as a consultant, you work on an individual business needs. And they say, I need help with this. Can you help? And you go, yep, I can help you with that. And that's all you do. And the Churchill Fellowship, which was an opportunity initially, I thought, just to do some traveling and Mm. get paid for it. Mm. And what year was that? That I traveled in 2018, in April to June. All right, just before COVID then. Yes, 10 weeks. And I, it became for me a very, very big deal. And I saw it as an opportunity to stand above what individual companies were looking at and think strategically about what were the same issues they were all facing and how could I find information to come back and share with them on all of those things. So I, for right. the first time in my career, actually started thinking strategically. And systemically. Yes, And so my Churchill Fellowship was to look at nimble factories and how they were converting highly perishable fruit and vegetables into value-added snacks and ready-to-eat meals without spending $20 million on one piece of equipment. Right. So how were they being nimble? Because many of them were primary producers. They were growing vegetables. They were adding a masher so they could produce mashed vegetables. How did they do that? Because... I was doing a lot of work in the vegetable industry nationally and they were all with the same problem. They have seasonal produce and they're regionally located. So how do they gear up to invest in one piece of equipment that might cost $20 million? And I'm just picking a number there. How do they be nimble and be able to respond to changing consumer demand or different vegetables? And when I came back, so I travelled for 10 weeks. Where did you go? I went to... Australia. um, most no, right. no, it was all international. That's all the whole international, point. Right, it was yeah, international. Right. So, so I went to the UK, okay. the Netherlands, um, Switzerland, Ireland, and I think that's actually it. Oh, yeah. and Italy. I oh, had a fantastic okay. week in Italy. Yeah. And um, I, it was a very intense time. The Churchill Fellowship was a far bigger deal than I realised uh, when I applied for it. Mm. And so once somebody says to me, uh, this is a really big deal and the other people are paying for your trip i just decided i had to really make every second count yeah yeah, yeah. so responsibility the responsibility to deliver was huge um so i spent about three months planning it 10 weeks traveling it 10 weeks reporting on it which is this is my report which i'm incredibly proud of oh that's beautiful i put a lot of work that's uh, that's an impressive piece of work well i took six thousand photos so i wanted my photos to be able to tell the story right then I got, I had a, another project funded by Horticulture Innovation, helping the vegetable industry in Australia innovate. So this was the book that oh, I right, wrote wow. at the time that I was also travelling on wow. this about how to innovate with vegetables. I think this doctor, 
This doctor title really is fitting here. I well, I, I am actually the Veg yeah. Doctor. Yeah, I, the Veg Doctor. That's my yeah. sort of acronym on Twitter, yeah. although Sorry, I don't tweet I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm interrupting. Keep that's going. That's all right. Yeah. I can yeah. talk underwater, Adam. Thank you. Good. Um, <laughs> so I travelled all around Australia for this project, the, yeah. va- the value-adding vegetable project, but I was sharing the learnings from my Churchill Fellowship. Oh, from offshore and bringing it back onshore. That's right, during the 10 weeks when I was writing my report. So right. there was an awful lot going on, is what I'm well, that's, saying. Well, that must have been confusing. Well, it was to bring it very stressful and yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> and then I got whooping cough when oh, I'd finished that because I'd obviously overdone it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I took my brain out of all of this and did some, um, uh, well, I oversaw some, um, I can't think of the word. Oh, uh, so that was in 2018. Yes. Right? So the and end then of... You 20- got to the 2018, then what? So 2018, I did a big renovation on our house, and we oh, had yeah. visitors from England. My husband started a PhD at the university, mm. and I came into the office in January 19, and I thought, well, what am I going to do now? Because I'd had my a year out of my life on the Churchill Fellowship, right. and I had no clients, and I'm right. self-employed. What am yeah. I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And I literally got my whiteboard out and thought, well, what do I like doing? Yeah, what do I, who do I like working with? And I have a personal passion about creating new things, new products, new things. Yeah. Well, didn't you have a business prior to 03 as well? I think I remember I, hearing a story from when you had, I think, something on the floor of your house. <laughs> right. Yeah. So in the UK, yeah. I had a business... Uh, of what we call personal care products. So that was everything you put in your bathroom cupboard. And so, yeah, I had chocolate bathing chunks. Yeah. And um, So you know what the entrepreneur's journey is like. Oh, so I mean, that was... I heard that. Like, I've worked on entrepreneurial journeys that didn't go where I hoped. Oh, well, this didn't... And you're like, wow, that's a painful one. It was very painful, and I took my whole So you're empathetic when you see these people coming and going, I've got an idea. How do I not end up in a train wreck here? Well, that's right. And so I had a lot of people coming to say to me, how do I extend the shelf life on this product or how do I get my packaging right on this? And I'm realizing, well, I can share my own personal experience, but actually you're all asking the same questions. So then again, thinking strategically, what could we do here? Well, what we could do is put together a program where we hear from the best of the best about packaging design. Right. um, financials, um, dealing with distributors, dealing with retailers, um, food technology, and then um, help them all not have to reinvent the wheel. It sounds like you've been educating a completely different new creator base. Like it's not the company that's going to step in and buy the $20 million you know, machine. No, that's right. right. It's the farmer like the who grows carrots machine. and goes, what do I do with all these carrots? Right, yeah, yeah. That's a, and So you're creating something from Step, where there was nothing. That's right. right. And helping people do that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I had my own dream in the UK and set up a business, but the things that I was a scientist, I was a plant scientist, and mm. I thought, well, I don't know what marketing is and what's this PR stuff and what's the difference? Yeah. And because I don't know it, I'll therefore pay you. People tell me you're a good marketing right. person, so I'll give you lots of money and you'll help me. Yeah. And what I learned very easily is I don't have enough money to pay for all the expertise I need. Exactly. And how do I know that I can trust you yeah, and that you I've will been, help I've me? I've been there too. You can't hire somebody to do something that they're just doing because it's there for the money. Well, also, Especially if it's like early. Also, nobody can sell your product like you can because you have the passion yeah. to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you maybe don't have the passion to get your cash flow working out. Well, you might have the passion, but the skill set. The skill set. So, so you're bringing the skill set yes. in, in a way, uh, and you know, to pull it into this idea of the new business model, right? Uh, you're helping people uh, increase the chances that they can create a sustainable business. That's exactly from, right. From where one did not exist. Yes, and that they can get there faster. That they can get there. Well, even get there at all. Well, or get there at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you in terms of faster and efficiency, right? But I think 75% of new products and new businesses don't finish. Yeah. That's right, and sometimes the best decision is to stop. Yeah, agreed. Because who said that was a good idea anyway? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because you you don't know. No, you don't know, and so. The hardest thing, and I've had to do it myself, is mm. to say, this is not working, and I do not have enough money or time 
or energy to make this work. I'm mm. going to stop. I'm going to lick my wounds, yeah. and then I'm going to start and learn something from else. that. Yes, you got to learn from that part of the journey and be like, right? Yeah. So Seed Lab arose from the pain of that, the need to create something new, yeah. and I can't spend longer than an hour with nothing to do. I'm. I, I can see that. It's been fun to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so I just talked to my friends, and I had um, some. I have some. Re I had and have some really good colleagues and friends, and I described to them what I was trying to do. Oh, yeah. and several of them said. Hazel, I'm going to help you do this. Oh, that's beautiful. And one of those people, Ray Butcher, is still part of our absolutely core, yeah, part yeah, of yeah, our yeah. team. Yeah. Another one was Jim Gregoriou on the mainland who really helped get the vision and right. the, he believed in me that I could do it. And another person was Paul Harker at Woolworths who said, oh, yeah. and, and I'm, what can I do to help you with this? Here's some right. money. And that was the beginning and now it's gone on to be much bigger than that because mm. he believed that... I could do it. The and vision. Yeah. Yeah, the vision he and the execution. Vision. And you knew, yeah. from, and what you've heard in my church, is the minute someone says, here's my money to do your vision, they know I'm going to deliver. Right. Because I take that so seriously. Of course, right. That's the, that's the difference between, here's my money to execute my vision. That's different. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Here's, this was here's, my vision here's my and money my passion. Here's my money to your vision. Of course you're going to spend that the right way. Yeah. Well, it... And of course, we're going to over deliver, which is what we've done. Yeah, yeah. But we've created something that you well, would, anyone would over deliver for. Well, yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, I do see you as a different, special kind of person. Not everybody's got that skill set. And not everybody's been on that journey that you had where, you know, you have a business that didn't work. You know what it's like to go through there. And, uh, and now you're like, how do I help people not have to kind of suffer that way? Yep. That's, that's a motivator I see for you. Well, the, the, I can remember one of our cult, uh, first group of um, businesses that went through the first boot camp in Seed Lab Taz. I won't name names, but uh, this person had a, a product passion and an identity for the product she wanted to create, but she had a really ordinary brand and it was um, never going to happen create what she wanted in my opinion i can only ever give my opinion yeah, exactly. and i said to this person look i can tell you sat up over a glass of wine and came up with that brand name didn't you and she went how did you know and i said because i've done it too right and it's yeah, not going to work right, you're yeah. going to need to actually come back to basics and get a better brand mm. get some better packaging and and actually take this to the next level and if I'll help you do it as long as you're prepared to start everything over except right. the core idea. And she said, I'm up for it. And and that's what she did. She changed everything. I'm not saying she's now a multi-million dollar thing, but it helped her get her journey further than she would have got. And without having done that myself, I'd just yeah. be saying, well, the theory tells me this logo isn't great. I never work on theory. It's always, well, my, my experience yeah. shows me this this is just my opinion. I don't think this is going to work. Right. But here's someone who can help you do it. Yeah. And and so what? So you're connecting. Connecting. Connecting supply and demand. Absolutely. Well, demand and supply. Sorry. And after 30 years in the industry globally, and knowing a lot of other people with even more than those years in the industry, we just connected them up with the networks. Right. Have you been able to, uh, or when do you think, or how it will work to measure the value creation that you've been creating? I mean, I know that there's. Well, know, anecdotal, right? But like in terms of economic, because uh, I see you growing the Tasmanian economy. Well, we, people may disagree, but like you are. We uh, we survey the businesses that have gone through before, right? During, after, and then even further after, and say, right, yeah. what was this worth to your business? And what we know, the hundred and five businesses that have done boot camp, yeah, say that in the next year. That program was worth, on average, $25,000 to their business. Mm -mm, I'm with you. Now, I don't ask for financial statements to say prove it, Yeah, it was, which maybe yeah. we will have to for our final reporting. I hope not. But <laughs> other, And then we say, and how much would you pay for the program? Well, it's not the same because people don't have that money at the beginning. Right. But... What we ask people who've gone through our six-month accelerator, which is where the real magic happens, where we work one-on-one, -on -one, in depth with them on everything from scale-up to pitching to product formulation to new product development, 
What's that worth to you? And the numbers are in six figures. And right. you see it happening. Well, you're creating value. I mean, they wouldn't be saying that if that weren't the case. No. I guess what I'm just trying to superficially get to uh, is that, um, you know, economists measure GDP. Yes. Right? You know, like Saul Eslake, for example, is a famous He is economist, very famous. Right? In Tasmania, right? Yes. And if, if the value that you're creating isn't appearing on their radar, then it doesn't really matter... Well, as much as it should do in terms of like the grant funding and, well, all, the, and all that stuff. Let's talk jobs. Yeah. Right, so jobs. Yeah, on, good. On, on average, and I can I like to average because some people go on and employ twelve people. Yeah. And some people just go on to employ themselves and not have to get a dole check, which is still valid. That's you. What do you mean still valid? That's huge. Well, the average is four. So four jobs, businesses right. who've gone through our six month accelerator on average Create go on to jobs. employ four people. And what does it cost to create those four jobs? What's it costing the government right now to create those four jobs? Well, out with our program? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question, but I, I could find out. No, but I mean grant money or whatever. Is that a bad question to ask? Um, it costs about $25,000 to put the businesses through Cultivate. In, so and one business? One business. So one business is uh, creating four jobs? Yeah. So each of those jobs is like $6,000 a job. Yeah. Creation, but that job goes on and on and on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it sounds it sounds low cost way to create jobs to me. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously, is that that? But that doesn't have to do with the reason so much as why uh, Woolworths came in and said, like, we want to bet more on this program because right? we need this in our business. Well, that's different. That they and I'm 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 not trying to speak for Woolworths here but of course what, not. what I hear that they value in Seed Lab Australia right. and Seed Lab Tasmania yeah. is that we take the pain out of them finding new suppliers and getting them ready to deal with Woolworths mm. now there's Red Cow Organics are now supplying their products to Woolworths all, all across Tassie and in Victoria and New South Wales. Yeah. Ty Larder, who came to Seed Lab with a, an idea, mm. will be supplying Woolworths across Tassie from this May. Wow. Um, who else is going A business out? that never would have existed. It didn't exist. And the chances that... So that's what you're doing is you're de-risking the journey in, a, in the idea phase to actually put products on the shelf of a major Australian uh, supermarket chain. And if they... And they can't do that themselves. Well, so you and I talked about how they're outsourcing it. Theoretically, right? they could do it themselves, but they haven't. They're lean, and but that's they not their job. No, this right. is your expertise. It's our, it's our thing. Yeah, and they provide access to their expertise so that we can say, right, this is how the dis distribution works in Woolworths. This right. is how you pitch to a category manager. This is what supply really looks like, mm. and we hear that from Woolworths so that we get yeah, the right. facts right. Community building. Oh, it's huge. What, what, I tell you what I love the most about what I do, and I didn't see this when I wrote the grant at the very beginning. I saw it as three cohort groups that would go through the program and then the project would finish in two years. What I didn't expect is that we would build this ever-growing community of businesses that all help each other and all want to see each other thrive. You know, um, House of Fudge just ran a, a stand at Taste of Summer with 13 of our other businesses mm. all providing their products. Now, Taste of Summer was a bit of a fizzle, but the spirit of wanting to share everyone's bounty yeah. with the wider community was is huge. And I didn't anticipate that. And the, Well, that's what I hear you talking about. Yeah. Un, un, positive, healthy, unintended consequences oh, yeah. to, uh, to what you started. Yes. Like you didn't see it going in that great direction. And I didn't factor in the people. I've been self-employed for <laughs> a long time. Which is the most time. important part, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've made firm friends with oh, yeah. many of these people. And I'm the first person they contact when they get a new grant, when they get a new listing, when they've got a new piece of equipment, or they've just got married or had a baby. And that's I beautiful. love that. That is. Absolutely. And that's but that what makes I sense, do. though. Well, Seriously, I didn't imagine it would happen. Fair enough. <laughs> but it does, because obviously, right... Um, you're changing their way of life. You changed it. Well, I also think it's because actually we genuinely care. We're not a yeah, 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 amorphous yeah, yeah. training institute. Right. We're actually a group of people who've also done this. Right. We know how hard yeah, yeah, it is. True, 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 yeah. And we've been through the yeah. trenches. We've got them. emotional skin in the game. Yeah. I think is what kind of one way to say it. Yeah. Is that wrong? 
No, it's, it's, we feel it and it's raw. Yeah, and if you don't have that emotional skin in the game, then the advice that you give could end up being a bit superficial. Well, I think... Because that's kind of what you need to make it work, no? Well, somebody needs to have some passion for it. And so, obviously, the the startup or the business themselves have their passion. I think there is a benefit in unemotional advice, like... For sure. Your cost of goods are just not I'm not saying one or the other, like... Yeah. 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 But being able to give you a hug when you're really upset or, Mm. yes, let's share the bubbles because you've got this celebration. Right. Self-employed people don't get this. There is no, 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 there no. is That's no a, you're trapped recognition. On the farm. Yep. You're by yourself, like you're with your cow. Right? That's right. Yeah. So that's why the harvest festivals became such an important part of Seed Lab Tasmania. Yeah. Because it's their moment to share with their community and broader, this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it. Will you come along on my journey? And yeah, that yeah. has yeah. been a game changer. So how did COVID affect the journey that you offered people in terms of uh uh, enabling the digital journey. Did it, I think... Hugely. It, like so, in a good way, right? Because like, well, now you're into rural communities we, we that, say, wouldn't be, that wouldn't be like, I don't have time to drive to Hobart. Exactly. We say thank heavens for COVID in yeah, some right. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got through the first round of boot camp before it happened. We were starting to make jokes about two metres apart and what did that mean? And then right. COVID hit. Right. So... Over a course of three weeks, Darren West, my husband and business partner, put together an online learning management system, which we didn't know what we were going to do with, but we knew we needed a way to actually host things we were going to send. Right. And we learned how to use Zoom. I so, hadn't even heard of Zoom So you are then. a startup in a startup. We are. Right? It took me a <laughs> yeah. year to realize that. I don't want to take, hijack it too far away from that, but I think that's the thing that's fascinated me about uh, creating new business models that you've done, right? the old business model in Tasmania was not going to be able to create the new business models that we need. Is that wrong? So we were going to have one month in our Cultivate Accelerator, that's six months, we were going to have all the businesses coming together for two days once a month. Okay. So they would have had to travel. Yeah, that was the old way. They would have had to pay accommodation. They've had to leave their farms and their families and come. Um, Instead, we taught them how to Zoom and we we helped them overcome the technological hurdles that which was, were great that was huge like Darren did a huge amount of work there well, right? we, yeah we actually ran little videos of how to zoom yeah right you know, how do you mute yourself how do you share your screen um, and well, you, you transform people's lives in terms of bringing them online and yeah. teaching them that skill set and then what that meant was if we can connect people across Tassie in yeah. one hour right. or two hours or whatever well why can't we zoom in Derek Sarno live from San Francisco and Jane beauty, Milton live beauty, from London beauty, yeah. and Sally Fairless live from Sydney. Yeah, which you did. Which was what we've done. Yeah. And and so all those people all around the world yeah. who know all about innovating products, dealing with distributors, dealing with the valley of death as they call it, can come and share their yeah. knowledge yeah. as a peer. Yeah. And um, we can re- video it, record it. De-risk and shorten the journey. Yes. That well, valley of death that you talked about, the, the chasm, I think, is, is another way. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's still very real. Oh, the chasm is there. But we can help people feel supported through it. But the academy, which is our online learning management system, means that, Adam, you couldn't come to our session with Sally on Friday at 1 o'clock, but here's the video. Right. And we've got a conversation you know, got a with her next week. We've got a library. library. Which, and you mentioned to me that I could watch some of this stuff. You can. I'm keen to do that. That's Thank not you. available yeah. to everybody, but that's just because we're... Just for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what we do, and uh, we've had one of our businesses who went through the but first round. But people listening, how would they... Is there a way for them to do not that? Not for the public. Not yet. No, no not because yet. it's... It's proprietary. It, well, it's more that you need to be coming along on the journey. Yeah. At the moment, it's not relevant to be releasing the information ad hoc, and that's not the spirit in which it was shared with us. Fair enough. But we want to I keep mean, there's got to be some community. level of competitive competitive advantage here, like for your for your private business that you own and operate. No. Well, well, yeah, we haven't got quite to that point yet, but we're oh. working on it. Yeah. But at the moment. There's no point just provide throwing information at people without helping them have a framework in which mm. how to use it. Mm. So we have a lot of mentoring and coaching where we say, Adam, right, okay, what I can hear you're struggling with at the moment is um, you, you're not, you haven't got your intellectual property protected. Mm. Right. 
I'm not going to teach you about intellectual property, but here's the guru on intellectual property. Go and watch that, and yeah. if you want to have a one-on-one with that person, we'll sort that out. So it's, Seed Lab is more than just the content. It's the framework and the personal connections to figure out what's relevant for you right now. Yeah, it sounds like a... Uh yeah, it's an educational journey, big it, time. It's a big but with, journey. But with, uh, but with active experts in there. We hold your hand yeah. on the journey, but we've right. also got a map for you. Right. So you're not, we're not just stumbling about in the field. Yeah. So when you uh, realized, you said after a year, that your own business itself was a startup helping birth other startups on that journey, right? Um, what were some of the surprising hurdles that you faced and as specific as you can get in Tasmania, right, uh, which is a place that's new to me, which is one of the reasons I, was about, I asked. I've lived here only for less than four years. Oh, right. Right? Yeah? I must have known you most of those four years then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's been, uh, you know, and, and I'm looking to, uh, you know, to the future and to understand people listening this far in the podcast now what are some of the hurdles that you faced before? But maybe more importantly, what are the ones that at the systemic strategic level that you feel are holding back um, everybody in the community that you're working on improving and building? Is that It's a huge question. question. Yeah. yeah. So but you're an expert here. Like you're one of the people that are building the ecosystem. So, so to answer your question... Yeah. The re- when I it took me about a year to realize we were a startup as well yeah. because I suddenly remembered. Hang on, <laughs> we're working twenty hours a day, seven <laughs> or nine days a week, both of us. Yeah. Um, we live, breathe, dream, and talk Seed Lab constantly, which is what you do when you're starting up your own business. Okay. And we are creating things from that didn't exist. You know, yeah, I'd say that's a good definition so, of a startup. So that's yeah. a startup. So yeah. I suddenly realized, I've felt this pain before. Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah that was when I tried to do that. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> what has been the, well, I'll have to, it just has to be said that Woolworth's coming in and saying, we see the value in what you're doing. We see we have a need for what you're doing. How much do you need to make this happen nationally? And then right. we had those conversations, and they said, "Yep, we're going to do it." And that here's the money. That that's the recent conversation. That's the recent conversation, right. and we've started Seed Lab Australia, right? Which is helping a slightly broader range of businesses, and I'll be honest, a slightly bigger range of businesses. Mm-hmm. But um, that has meant that suddenly we're now a getting paid for what we do. That's good. Which we weren't. That's a good point to get to in the journey for a startup, right? Yes. Yeah. So Seed Lab Tasmania, because of all the reasons we've discussed, we over-delivered because of COVID yeah. and because of who we are right. to create something amazing. Yeah. But very rapidly it became evident the budget was A, inflexible, and B, nowhere near big enough. By a why, was it, of, why was it inflexible? Because there's no more money from the government. That was it. Oh, right. And yeah. are you talking about, uh, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, are you talking about like there's a model? No, no. In, in we, we applied for a grant. Right. We told them this is what we're going to do. This is how much it will cost. And they said, well, we'll give you this amount of money. To and do then, that. To do that. But then, then things change. Yes, like I know. Like COVID hit, right? Yes, but there was no more money. Yeah, that's, so that, that flexibility of, yeah. Yeah. Right. But most people, possibly, mm. or some people would have turned around and said, well, we can't do it then. Right. That never occurred to me to say that. And I kept waiting we'll for the government to ring up and say, you need to stop because of COVID. And they never rang. So mm. we just kept going. Good. So it's a personal passion of mine to right. have Seed Lab to be successful. Yeah, yeah. you burst it. It's a vision that, yeah. I, that I wanted to create. Yeah. So it actually didn't matter that we weren't getting paid for every minute. Right. Now. That's why people do. That's why entrepreneurs do things. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't go forever like that. Agreed. At some this point, is, you need to get this paid. Is, this this yeah. is, I think, one of the things that I uh, am focusing on, which I find a problem in Tasmania. People disagree, and you might disagree too, is what's the conversion point where, uh, where large customers will pay you? Right? Like that, that work you're doing. Like I don't know yet. Pay, I'm, try- right? I'm trying to work that out at the moment. Yeah. Because like, they're not valuing it. No. Like they, they well, want it. It's like a freebie, right? 
Well, we maybe make it look too easy, and they think... Yeah. So how do you get over that? See, I, I see that as a problem. I don't, I don't know the answer yet, Adam. I'm working on it. Um, I'm really glad to hear that. I. <laughs> it would be very easy to say, okay, we've got Seed Lab Australia. We're sorted. We'll right. just forget that now. We won't do Seed Lab Tasmania anymore. Right. Right. Because Tasmanians can take part in Seed Lab Australia yeah. if they have a product that's of interest to Woolworths. I'm with you. All of the team of Seed Lab Tasmania feel passionately that we want to keep this going here in Tassie. Of course. We love the Harvest Festivals. We love being able to meet and greet the businesses we're working with and give them a hug and look at their factory yeah. and taste their product and share in their growth. Mm -hmm. So at the moment what we're working on and actively on a day, daily basis is, well, what does the future of Seed Lab Tasmania look like? We have a program in the Northwest for women with Swinburne University That's funded beautiful. by the state government. That's to empower women to maybe take some steps towards a business. Great. That's I love great. that. That's important. It's very important and we're very, very passionate about that because many of us, 70% of our businesses are women, are led by is women. Or are equally and, and significantly co-founded by women. Oh, that's fantastic. 71% actually in the latest numbers. Wow. Um, we also have some funding for the regional, from the Regional Investment Corporation to continue Seed Lab Tasmania. We know now how much it costs to run the program that we've done for the last two years. Mm. The question we're working on is, okay, can we continue that as it is? And if so, where's the money going to come from? Yeah, this is the question I think I'm kind of puzzled at as well, which is who who pays to fund that business model? Well... Who should? I think it needs to come from a range because we never want to have all your eggs in one basket. For sure. So if we can obtain some funding from the state government... Well, I mean, the less, the better, right? Well, um, yes, but actually the state government... This has significant growth. I've, I've oh, done agreed. I mean, they're stakeholders. This yeah. is their job, if you will. I put together Big some sums that for three years, for an investment of $1.8 million, we could show in the following four years a $43 million turnover to Tassie. And? And that's the multipliers that I have evidence for. Um, what I'm looking at at the moment, because there's a certain amount of money they're talking about being available, is, well, how do we leverage that to because you just can't cut the cloth well you can cut the cloth different ways and do more boot camps or more workshops or whatever but it's that cultivate accelerator where the magic happens where a small number of businesses get really specific help so how can we fund that could it be a range of different sponsors from other companies bigger companies who take some smaller companies under their wing could it be that we... That's an interesting model. Yep. Is well, that, have you, have you, are you looking at that yes. more in detail? What do you, what we do you are. Think? Well, it would be fantastic if all these food and beverage businesses that are trying to produce, for example, let's take a baked item, you know, these yeah. oat cakes, for example. Yeah. This lady really needs to see bigger bakery factories in operation so she can see how she can scale up. Mm -hmm. Maybe she has some products that other factories could make. Contract manufacturing. There's right. all sorts of options. Yeah. And also, there are people in those bigger companies that have expertise that our smaller companies would love to hear from. How do how do bigger companies innovate? How do bigger companies decide what risks are worth taking? That's my understanding. I had a really interesting conversation with Jen Cother, who's the president of Startup Tasmania, and she works in the enterprise space, meaning... Um, like big MNCs, big companies, right? You know, middle-sized companies, right? And it's the whole startup section that we also work in, that you work in more efficiently than I do, right? Where it's confusing. Yeah. It's like, you know, these MNCs uh, would, would like to work with these companies and, and extract some value, but they don't know how. Well, I think that's where Seed Lab can be a real facilitator. And you've proven but, that yes. because Woolworths... Yeah. Which is which is which is a huge company, yeah. and by its size alone, it must be conservative, right? Like it is a, you know, like generally speaking, supermarkets are are, um, you know, a brick and mortar business, right? They're not out like innovating new technology and things like that. And the fact that you've built that bridge there between a, to a private sector company is, I mean, it's pretty impressive, mm. right? But how do you how do you find other? I think. The challenge is to find other ecosystem players in the private sector 
that come in and go, actually, we've got a dog in that fight too. Yeah. Is well, that, is that, are you well, thinking differently? What are you thinking? No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. We, we've had, we call them um, local heroes, but we've also okay. had global gurus. No, sorry, local legends. Here, I'm stuck on a movie. Global <laughs> gurus and local legends. So yeah. we've had people like Nick Haddo, Bruni Island Cheese, Anne yeah. Bennett from Ashgrove Cheese. Um, yeah, they are, they are the next level or yes. two up. So they come in and they share with our community. Right. They also come in. And they're in trying and to figure out how to, to extract partner value there, right? Well, we haven't yet had that conversation. Okay. Because we haven't needed to because we were finishing off what we're doing. But they should need We're it. open now. It shouldn't be about you needing it. They're the customer. They're the bigger player. Woolworths, you... Well, we they, they right? came to us. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Because they like... Like, why do I go into a supermarket? Because I need the food, right? Why does the bigger player come to the smaller player? Probably the, because the, they need the innovation or exactly. the idea. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So how does it work to work with Tasmanian companies in that sector that... Um, and do, they must get a little bit nervous, though, in terms of, like, the competition, I guess, right? Because not all entrepreneurs want to work with uh, no, larger companies, right? Uh, that's right. And, and also, there's a big... Uh, stepping stone I mean there's many factors to consider but if someone's got an original idea what we want to make sure is that their IP is protected throughout the conversation that's tricky with the, with the contract it is tricky yeah but um, so we help them get the framework for that but um, in Tassie we're all about people aren't we we all know people we all talk for sure everywhere we go yeah so sometimes it's just about helping introductions happen and conversations sure, happen. Yeah. So Richard Clark, who runs Westaway Raspberry Farm, he came and joined a group of ours talking about agritourism and the benefit that agritourism, bringing people to do pick-your-own onto his farm, yeah. he views that as effectively printing money for his farm. Right. And it de-risks the, all the pressure off just producing the fruit and selling the fruit. Right. Um, but equally, he sells in his farm shop all the products that are made from his ingredients by many of our businesses. So there's a real collaborative thing. Yeah. There's New Norfolk Distillery, Spirits in there. There's right. uh, Forage of Fruits, which are another big company for Tassie. Yeah, it's a completely different new uh, market mechanism. Yes. So at the moment, all we've done is facilitate two-way conversation and, mm. and some collaborations where possible. What I'd like to start the dialogue happening is with some of the larger companies in Tassie, um, like the Crips and the Hewan Aquaculture and the um, National Pies and Better Milk, to come and talk to us about, well, how can they benefit from Seed Lab and how can they give back to Seed Lab? Right, and solve problems they have. Absolutely. It's got to be for mutual benefit for everybody. Right, because as business people, you and I both know, right? That if we're not solving someone's problem, they're going, why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, so, but convincing those people to unpack problems is, is a risky part of the thing. Like you talked about, like if I have a new idea, I don't really want to get it. I'm not going to pop it on Facebook no, and ship it around. Right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, that might be part of the journey in terms of, um, of having a confidential relationship yep. with those people and saying, hey, can you tell us the problem you've got in your, yes. in your medium-sized business here? So that we can inform the startup community to like work on that. Yeah, and it's quite. I see what you're getting at. That's a slightly different angle. I think you're probably wondering about where, if you bring a lot of brains together who have got technological capability, they can help solve problems for bigger companies. Technological, but also product. Like I would think that Woolies might end up sharing some of that information going. Like we've got, we, we had 500 customers come in and ask for this. And oh, we're not going to make it. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 But what, what we find with the smaller companies that we're working with in all of our seed labs is that they're already at the trendy, on-trend, new, pushing the boundaries products. Right, right, So right. they've already got some of the solutions. And sure, it's, sure, it's sure. About, the biggest challenge we have is connecting those guys up with the companies that know how to make it sustainably, safely, yeah. cost-effectively, yeah, and then supply to a big retailer. Yeah. So it's a bit of a unique space. Mm. Um, 
but what I feel Seed Lab does is provide a safe place to have that conversation. That's, yes, safe space. Safe space. Seriously. At all that, levels. That safe space, yeah. you've extended that safe space into the digital space, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we're not doing it from our own self-interest. You know, we're not, we don't take shares in the companies. We're here for everyone's growth, mm. including ours, but not at the expense of anyone. Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? Great yeah, I'm with you. I do think, I mean, as a private, I mean, I, I, I approach it from the investor perspective, right? Um, and, uh, you know, investors, and I look at everyone as an investor. You are an investor in your business and, and all the Seed Lab people behind you, all those people in those pictures, those beautiful pictures, they're all, I look at them, some part of them is an investor too, and they're whipping out their wallet going, I'm going to make this bet. Time, energy, money in my bank account is going to be a little bit less because I'm making the bet. Mm. Um, and if they're, and as a third party investor, in fact, this is what we're talking about doing. I think with Startup Tasmania, is 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 creating an educational program to, to to let people know how it works to grow uh, a company using third party capital. Mm. Because I don't know how to create one, but I would like to bet on one. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Would you not? Um, well, that's a good question, and it's a question I have put to people who do invest in companies. And one of the question, the answers is that investing in food and beverage companies is tricky, actually. Yeah, it's really hard. It's because, terrifying. <laughs> yes, because for many, um, it, it's it, there is this valley of death between doing it enough that you can make enough money to keep your own life happening, but building a business that then employs lots of people and can be put on the stock market or whatever, there's a big gap in between. And leveraging enough money out of food and drink to pay an investor back as mm. well, it's, it's not easy. I mean, you see people like V2 Foods doing it with their plant-based... Meal, meat alternatives that are going global, mm -hmm. and I can see why an investor would invest in a company that big. Right. But would a, would someone invest in a company making crackers in Tassie, and would there be a return on investment for them? Well, actually, that's not a bad example because I think it's not a bad. We've example. seen we've seen that happen with um, Todd Wilson recently. He's a Tasmanian who's built a business up and sold it for five hundred million to Mondelez exactly. making crackers. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So it's great so to, to you hear can you do be it. like, actually, maybe I should check my thinking on that. But maybe the thing that you need is the vision. Mm. And he had the vision to build. It was always built for that big growth. And I yeah. think here the vision in Tassie is about the product. And maybe the gap is in help, helping people think bigger. That makes sense to me. Because if they're not... And other people are from the outside, then a the disconnect. person with the business, the person with the biggest story, is going to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's not a bullshit story, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. like I, I think I can do this. But it, it, I'm just wondering how we can help connect the two because there's there's this person producing the crackers needs to have that vision. Well, I think the answer, part of the answer to that question, which is one of the reasons that uh, I'm working with the people in Startup Tasmania to create an educational course about how it works on that journey yeah. for uh, small companies uh, to, to work with investors, have investor relations, and to make that journey less uh, scary, and just knowing how it works. Like, you remember... When you were just right there describing, like, um, you know, you start out with an idea and then it gets listed. It's like there's a huge gap in, in, in my understanding there, too. Like, how does it get there? Yes. Right? And there's companies out there that do it, like Michael Bailey, I think, with, um, with his AS, AS, ASX listed vehicle, uh, which has recently acquired one of the plant-based cheese companies here and bought that potato business, right? So there You're are mechanisms. About, um Pure food. Yeah, pure, pure foods, foods, right? Yes. And then you got yeah. Taz Foods, right? So I think the way that it works for some of them, right, is that what sits on that journey into the ASX listing or the growing food thing 
is you've got these ecosystem players yes. that are collaborating with people like you who, in a healthy way, own these relationships. And the challenge is how do we work together to grow those relationships that are proprietary and share them in a way that is going to help us all grow. Um, and it is a puzzle. Yeah. I'm confused too, which is why I want to come here yeah. and talk about it. I, yeah. I think that's it. I think it's a, I think a good stepping stone might be to actually get everybody in the same room, whether it's a Zoom room or a real room, and mm. actually have a conversation about this because I think there is... Yeah, I agree with that. A need to connect in Tassie. I don't think, and I don't think that conversation's been had a lot. No, I don't think it has. And I think that you're one of the key stakeholders in that conversation because of the success that you've had in Seed Lab Tasmania, which is now getting proven uh, into scaling. Well, I right? think it's like, I think it's about understanding the role that the different entities can play, and agreed. then enabling people and, to and value don't, and don't play. Yeah. Like I'm like I'll say to you as an investor, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. That, and and maybe you're not gonna do that. So now we gotta find the person with that skill set so it's filling and the, cut them into the deal. It's filling the gaps in this growth chain or totally. funnel. That yeah. that chasm. Yeah. Well there is a chasm and it's yeah. very real in Tassie. So right. I think if we can I think your course sounds amazing and I'd like to see how Seed Lab can help um, provide that course like to, use it to our business. Use you, the course. you guys are a customer of that yeah way, we can right? use potential the customer yeah and also um, help bring together the conversation with some of those people who have yeah, the yeah. ability to make these smaller businesses grow faster agreed so you have things that uh, that uh, I want or need yeah. right and and, and I, have, you I have, have things, things that, that I want. you ideally want or need right. So how does it work for us to exchange those, right? How do we, how do well, we, and I, I think what I see in Tasmania, forgive me, is that, uh, you know, the whole north-south thing. Like, right, like, you know, Bogues and uh, Cascade, right? You know, you you and I are trying to do something that they could never do, which is bring Tasmania together. Well, <laughs> I, I, I actually don't recognize this north-south thing. Yeah, Tam which one are you talking about? Seed Lab Tasmania has been statewide from yeah. the beginning yeah. and um, you know I, I never see re I think having had 11 years away uh, you just realise Tassie's too small to have any of this going on um, mm. but I think it's irrelevant where people are and it's also very relevant where they are because that's yeah. who it's they both. are it's yeah, weird it's, that way it right? is. Yeah. the digital thing changed it where it matters less and also it matters more yeah that's wild, right? So let so you and I can can fix that quite easily because we both do this sort of thing for a living. Mm. What we can also do is is build a bigger conversation with some of these other players in the room, and I, keen. Think, I think we should start that. Definitely, very keen. Yeah. So what um, uh, what question should I ask you for that listeners uh, that have gotten this far would would want to know? Like for example. In terms of the hurdles here that we're talking about and problems and goals, what would you call? What what would a call out for you be, to to say, look, uh, I'm struggling with this, and if anybody wants to give me a call or drop me an email with a solution or or potential partners. Well, what I would say is, if anyone's out there listening that that is struggling with um, how to do something and it's relating to. Uh, at this point in time, agri-food or food and drink product, whether mm. that's alcoholic or not, I would strongly suggest that they apply to Seed Lab Tasmania. We do have some programs coming out in 2022, yeah. boot camp programs. I'm hoping that by mid-year we'll be able to confirm some of the accelerator programs. We'll have to see. Um, but it's a case of putting your hand up, getting on our list, yeah. and then we always... Um, communicate very broadly when we're having events, um, connections. And if you're not seeing anything that is providing the solution for you, uh, my email address oh, is hard good. to find. Just right, that's good. I think that's one yeah. of the things going like if you're if you there's something that you're missing yeah. on this journey and we're not providing it, tell yeah. us what it is so we can figure it yeah. out. Especially yeah. you know, we know that yeah. we, we there's businesses like this one producing 
oat cakes that need to look around some factories. So we're right. not currently doing that because we, we haven't had time. But I know we need to do that. We need to set up some factory visits mm. of some of the bigger factories in Tassie for some of the smaller companies to come and have a look. Bulk oh, oh, so like, for example, so that so that the smaller players could actually come use look. the kitchen, if you will. Well, not even use it, just see it. Oh, to understand Sometimes how it works. you have yeah, to right, see yeah, to yeah, believe. Sure, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we we had a factory tour at the Daily Potato factory last year. We mm. had a factory tour at Bulk Nutrients down at Grove. And it's just seeing is believing and, yeah. and hearing the story from the founders about how they started. They didn't have a factory when they started mm. and how they grew that. It just helps people realize, well, I can do this. Right. And sometimes it makes them go, well, actually, I don't need to do this, but can I speak to you about producing my product for me? Right. So it's just enabling those conversations. Relationship and building, and like in, you talked about, yeah. Yeah, but in Tassie, to actually walk around a factory floor together, mm. it isn't always possible in other parts of the world to have that accessibility. But we have that in Tassie, I feel, because everybody knows somebody who works somewhere. True. And it's a microcontinent. Yeah. Like, we can... It's four hours. If we can't six hours affect long. change in Tassie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where on earth that. in the yeah, world exactly. can they affect change? Yeah, I mean, I, even I, down I to eating habits. Yeah. We grow the best vegetables and a huge proportion for our, um, what's it called, um, number of people that live here. Right. Of, of per vegetables capita. per capita of yeah. vegetables, we have the lowest vegetable consumption in Australia per capita. Oh wow! Why can't we fix that? Yeah, right. That's a challenging one. So, um, yeah, that's that's amazing, right? Um, Limitation-wise, earlier when we were talking, uh, some of it, and it relates to what we're, it, it directly covers what you're doing. You're, you're community building. You're relationship building, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm from a relatively small town. And uh, and I'm originally from the U.S. And when I one of the things that struck me when I first moved to Australia is how few people are here. <laughs> like literally, there's just not physically that many people. So it's a thin bench if you put it in sports terms, right? Like if you have like somebody playing point guard, it's like you don't have like a second or third one. <laughs> that that's the person that has to do it. So as you go and look for these skills, right? I think one of the limiting factors of what you see to scaling your business and other businesses is finding people that you get along with, that you trust to do this type of stuff. Is that something that's... At a, at a, at a, in this office point of view, very much so, because there is just an ever-increasing number of communications that have to happen. And it, yeah, it, yeah, you're running a more complex organization. That's more complex. There's more people. The numbers of people are scaling almost exponentially at the moment. And I'm starting to realize there's just not enough hours in the day to right. do all the things that need to be done. So, you know, we need to scale up as well. But it is challenging finding um, and um, actually, do you know what the biggest challenge is? Downloading my brain. Yeah, because good. go. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Oh, no, no. That's another story. No, but I mean, like, honestly, I think in terms of where Tasmania is positioned, right, um, if we're going to create uh, global businesses, right, then they should be able to scale here. Yes. Rather, like, you shouldn't be like, i got to move to Melbourne. Oh, I'm totally not moving to Melbourne. That was one of the... I know, but that but yeah. that shouldn't limit your ability to grow your business. No, it doesn't. It's it's Good. it's actually probably the entrepreneur's dilemma of... Right. Um, the vision of what can be and what should be yeah. is mine. I've got a fantastic team, but, yeah. but at the end of the day, a lot of it comes but down to what's in my head. But you might need like five head. of those. Yeah. Like there, right. we might need five hazels. Yeah, I know. Where are we going right? to get them other four from? Because I don't right. know. And how do you work with them? And how can you yeah. how can you find them and, and grow them? And because like, ha the hazel that you probably want to work with is maybe like 20. Yeah. Right? And, and, and like, grow that team. Like all the startups that, and, and early stage businesses, you're so busy doing it, yeah. sometimes you don't have time to work on it. Yeah. And I'm just as guilty of that 
as others. Well, that's that's the entrepreneurial dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have some fabulous mentors and other team members who are helping us build um, the bases so that the, the the jobs that are absolutely critical that Hazel and Darren do them mm-hmm. um, are more focused and that the other jobs that are not so critical can get spread about. But it does... We don't particularly want to employ staff. That's just not our business model. That's no. So um, we need to be able to grow with people who are happy with contractor agreements. Yeah. Or, you know, that I think that's thing. a great way to grow a business here. It is, but not a, not always the right people are risk takers enough to mm. want to build a bus- their own business that way. So. Yeah, well, Tasmania is conservative that way. Yeah. I think. So a lot of, you know, I think 50%, I read, heard a statistic once that 50% of Tasmanians who are in the workforce actually work for the public service. 50. Yeah, so that comes with long service leave, holidays, right. certain hours of the day. Ours doesn't work that way. It's No, it's totally different. Mm. And then trying to work with people that uh, work in that culture can be a challenge for a start. I, I think that's one of the main challenges for startups in Tasmania, not just in the food industry, which is how do I get that behemoth as a client? How do I get them to not not fund me with a grant, but pay me uh, mm. being a customer, mm. right? And they seem really conservative about saying, I'm going to start buying food from your startups. Yeah, that would be a good start, wouldn't it? Wouldn't hurt, mm. right? Like, can you imagine if, you know, if, can you imagine if, if, this, the- if this came over and said, actually, now we're selling this to the state government. Yeah. Like, they, they're, they're eating these crackers or this healthier food yeah, well, in, in their offices. I got a chance. And those vegetable numbers will go up. Exactly. <laughs> well, yes. And there's a lot of... The Eat Well Tasmania are doing some great work trying to get yeah, procurement right. happening from yeah. Tasmanian businesses. But, yeah, you know, if, if all the products for sale in the politician's private um, cafe yeah, right. were Tasmanian, it'd yeah. be a great start. There were Ashgrove cheese and maize balls, but there was also a heap of other stuff that wasn't. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I um, I really appreciate the, you sharing your vision for uh, for the work that you've already done, achieved, and and the way that it looks to the future. Uh, and uh, and I'd like to suggest that you um, have the last word in terms of what you want people to hear. I, I'm curious to hear. You know what you think it looks like in five or ten years, but maybe that's another conversation for another time with the stakeholders that we talked about, and we'll work on organizing some of those, right? But what do you? I'd like to to pass the mic to you and give you the last word before we um, before we sign off, because I know you've got things to do. Um, I guess what I'd like to see happen is that Seed Lab is taken seriously by government. And it's more seriously. More seriously. Because they already are. I mean, you're a force in the industry. Well, I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to believe that, and I, I hope it's true. I'd like Seed Lab to be taken seriously by the university as well. The okay. university is an intrinsic part of Tassie. And at the moment... For um, sure. They have a responsibility. Yeah, but at the moment, all the technological, great, big, enormous projects that could yield gazillions of global dollars are seen more interestingly than helping... Tassie feed itself and have self-sustained regional incomes for people that want to create their own businesses, which is what I see Seed Lab delivering on. Yeah, agreed. I think, yeah, it's about um, what we talked about, yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd just like um, to have a really great network of connections with some of the larger companies in Tassie and just see this as being part of how we help everybody grow. But I, what that exactly looks like yet, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in the throes of coming out of that two-year project mentality. I've still got a federal government report to write, which is very specific in the answers I have to give. Oh, yeah. And, and then I want to start creating more entrepreneurial seed lab, if you like, so that we not just act like a startup, we grow like a startup. Good. Right. Okay. All right. That sounds exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to... To, to seeing and learning and, and helping that really next chapter. To, That's actually what, we, we what, what I want to know together. is like how, yeah. you know, what, like what, what are you, what would help you? I think that's what people would want to know that are listening. What would help you? What are you missing? How can they, how can they help you in a way that's in their own commercial interest, right? 
Come good. and have a conversation. Yeah, right. That's yeah. the best thing yeah. to do. Yeah, All sorts of ideas. I mean, we, we, you've talked about your investment course. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of ways we can help you leverage that. Yeah, for sure. As well as access it. And that's in your commercial interest and my own. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. So how do we collaborate to do that? Yeah. And we'll find ways. We'll figure yeah. that out. I yeah, think good. half of it is just having a conversation. And yeah. um, what I would like to just see is that... Um, we don't try and just invent a new wheel or a different wheel. We've got a wheel here that's working. Yeah. Let's just make this wheel bigger. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a lot that's uh, already here. Yeah, don't try to change it too much. Try to kind of scale of it. it. Yeah, yeah scale yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah scale. get more wheels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, really. But let's just have a conversation. Well, thank you for having it now. Thank well, you. one now to start, and yeah. uh, and I'm looking forward to more, and uh, and we'll follow up, um, you know, over the coming weeks. And I know uh, how busy you will be already. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, think we're already in May, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, thanks, All right. Adam. Thanks so much, and uh, look forward to see you on the journey. Pleasure. Yeah. See you then. Bye.